0: the best ravens coverage it's time for news from the nest with Vinny and haney
2: sponsored by hillside lawn service
4: the experienced lawn care specialists
0: 1057 the fan
4: Vinny and haney 1057 the fan here on this turn it up tuesday but since the ravens play on thursday this is like a thursday because there's media access, more of a walkthrough scenario, I guess, right? Like John Harbaugh, Mar- uh, Marlon Humphrey. We're yeah. going to hear about him in a second. Lamar, among others, they're going to meet with the media today. Closed access Wednesday. And then it's off to the races Thursday against the Bengals. Yeah.
5: Players, coaches-wise, Bob, today's a Friday for the players and the coaches. And then tomorrow is a Saturday, which is day before a game. So that's kind of... If you're a coach, that's kind of how you're looking at it. Media-wise, yeah. I, I, yeah, I
4: don't even know whatever. what today is, to be totally yeah. honest with you. It's video at 80, seven, The fan, but it is news from the nest. Speaking of Marlon Humphrey, saw him go down. Ronnie Stanley, John Harbaugh, what's
6: the deal? Not long-term. Not long-term. I'd say day-to-day. Hopefully, we'll get him to Thursday. There's a, there's a chance, and we'll see where we're at. Zero chance for Thursday. Yeah,
4: Lutarski 0.0. <laughs> yeah,
6: with a calf, uh, just
5: go ask Joe Burrow. You know, I'm I'm guessing. You know, I mean, Humphrey, just because of the position he plays too, Bob. You know, a couple weeks, I imagine. Ronnie Stanley, he's never come back quick.
4: Yeah, that was a knee, and he looked. Like he was in pretty significant pain. Yeah. At well, the last, end of that last game, time, well, me. he had that before,
5: you know, and so did Oway and Ajabo, and neither one of those guys were back quick.
4: So that area's of concern for sure for the Ravens, and then the question is: All right, Patrick McCarry, he's Yeoman's work; he can come in, do the job, literally mm-hmm. all five spots on the O line. Marlon's not going, and they're minus Higgins, right? Cincy. Yep. Who's who steps into the forty or whatever number Marlon wears now? It's forty-four, right? I'm guessing it's Rocky Sin, Bob. But I mean, he
5: he wasn't good. He was getting rocked like a hurricane. Yeah. You somewhere. know. I mean, but who are the other options? Um, well, Armour that. Davis. And Armour Davis was beating him out, you know, before because I remember being out there and it was like uh, he was touchdown a touchdown of to practice he'd give up. Rocky Sin. Right. Um so I don't know it's going to be interesting to see what what they do. You know cuz they don't have a great matchup with anybody on Chase. And I'm guessing that's why they played a lot of zone coverage, you know, last game. Once uh Marlin went out, I mean you got to got to take care of uh Rocky Sin, you got to be a little nervous about that. So yeah, and and Bob, I would say that the hurt guys with the way that their schedule goes, I'm guessing that Ronnie and Humphrey are back after the bye.
4: You get the long week before the Chargers anyway. Yep. Right.
5: Yep.
4: And Chargers is not going to be an easy game, winnable game, but not easy by any stretch. But to your point, you know, we're coming into December, believe I mean, Thanksgiving's, what, next week? Yeah, next Thursday. (laughs) I mean, come on, man, really? Anyway, Marcus Williams. We all saw the game. We've seen the games he's played in, especially since the pec injury. He's a one-armed dude out there doing what he has to do. And John Harbaugh was asked yesterday, and I'm sure he loved this question, has Marcus Williams become a liability defensively for you?
6: Well, I think it's going to keep getting better as he gets more comfortable. You know, he's got some limitation there with kind of the the protection he's got on it right now. But as, as it gets stronger and it's getting stronger, he'll need less of that and give him a little more range of motion. So uh, I think he's going to be just fine, uh, moving around good. So he's a big part of what we're doing.
4: So he never answered the question, right, about he, is he a liability? You're going to get better. <laughs> right. He outsnapped snapped Geno Stone by 25 plays. Really? The, the 70. He played 99. Marcus Williams, 99% of the snaps, 77. Geno Stone played 52, which was kind of a talking point on the show last week. Yeah. As Williams was working himself back into the lineup. At whose expense? Well, seemed to be the guy that leads the NFL in interceptions right now. All, all I almost had another
5: one. All I know is this, Bob. You know, the previous week they played to perfection, and this week they had a million communication errors. So I, I don't know how that, you know, if Marcus Williams is involved in that, and you know, and Stone being in there helps. I don't know, you know, but there was a lot of miscommunication, that middle of the field stuff.
4: And that's usually like linebackers, safeties kind of thing. Like, I don't scrutinize the film like you do. I just watch the games like everybody else. But it seemed as though Sunday can't wrap. So he just tries right. to, like, kind of get in your way and maybe, like, kind of shoulder you down or out of bounds, whatever it is. Let's just say he's not going to be delivering any Ronnie Lot sort of hits anytime soon.
5: No, not at all. And, Bob, I still remember Tennessee game, Henry. He's running... He's running stride for stride with him because he can't re- – he's got to wait till he gets ahead of him so he can throw his body in.
4: It's video in Haiti, 105. Seven of the fan news from the The Ravens have had a hard time since 2020 closing out games in the fourth quarter. John Harbaugh was asked if he notices a trend here.
6: Well, I mean, I think it's the National Football League. Like it's, it's tough. It's a long season. and uh-huh. Yeah, I, the, probably the story is we've started fast really every game. That's pretty unusual. Uh, if we had finished strong in every game, we'd be undefeated, which is what we'd like to be right now, but we're not. So uh, those three games where we didn't finish the way we needed to, we lost. You get game plan, you don't play things great, you play things great. Plays come up, plays get made, plays don't get made. It's the miracle of the National Football League. You know, that's why everybody watches it. It's so exciting. So we just know what we got to work on right now.
4: All three losses, they've led in the fourth quarter. And, and then, All three lost.
5: And then down the stretch, Bob, they get out big play down the stretch. They go – a lot of times the offense goes quiet. You know, and this time the defense went quiet. I mean, they they kind of folded. I, I think they just got exhausted because they were on a field way too much. But, I mean, whose fault – that's their own fault. Get off the field. You know, if I'm a D coordinator, I'm saying, you know, you can't – Make a play. Somebody make a play after 17 plays. Somebody make a big play.
7: John
4: Harbaugh was asked if, uh, you know, it's beneficial to the players and to him and the whole Ravens organization, basically, to get right back to work after losing a tough one at home.
6: I think they do when they have a Thursday night game. <laughs> you know, A lot of guys come in on a normal week, though. They'll come in and lift on, on Monday. Uh, uh, they'll watch the tape a lot of times, even though it's their off day. So different guys do it differently.
5: Yeah, this is this is a different week because he was talking about a normal week. Sure. You know, because normally what happens, normally what happens if you win, if you win, victory Monday. And what does that mean? That means you're off Monday and Tuesday. You know, like we heard Antonio Pierce say after his first game when he was coaching, see you Wednesday, which is victory month. I mean, all the time, as this, especially as you get in the middle and the latter part of the season, you know, all the players, you come in the locker room, they're all yelling, victory Monday, coach, victory Monday. You know, and then he usually gives it. Now, if you lose, then you're you're back in on Monday. So, yeah, they're probably – well, they uh, they probably came in, watched the film uh, Monday morning, got their workouts in and stuff, treatment, and then on to Cincinnati. It's
4: Vinny and Haiti, 105.7 The Fed. Coming up at 1 o'clock, we got NFL lunch. We'll look back at what happened on Monday Night Football last evening. As the Buffalo Bills lose again, they have been respectable at home, but found a way to give one away to the Denver Broncos. They fired their offensive coordinator. Buffalo did today. Ken Dorsey out. Joe Brady in. Vinny's Feeble Five, who are the five worst teams in the National Football League. That's coming up around one fifteen. And Greg Olson, Oriole Hall of Famer, he'll talk to us at one thirty about Gunnar Henderson winning rookie of the year. First Oriole to do so since Olson himself did it back in 1989. But when we come back, let's count that cash by yourself style. And type.
3: Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic. And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit Hyundaiusa.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Are you buying
1: cash, Or are you selling?
3: I'm not gonna buy into
2: that crap. Sponsored by Window Nation. There's so much to love about the fall, especially the return of Window Nation's best offer of the year. Get two windows free for every two you buy, plus pay nothing for two years. Call 866 90 Nation or online at windownation.com.
4: Five, five, seven. Hey, 880-1057, The Fan, here on this Turn It Up Tuesday, cranking it up to 12 musically. Tons going on in the world of sports, of course, as we're a little more than a week away from Thanksgiving. But let's count that money, shall we? Buy or sell.
5: Yeah, we're counting some money today. The Dow is up uh, 481, 34,819. The S&P's up 79. NASDAQ's up 284 to 14,052. DraftKings up 67 cents. And Under Armor up 57
4: cents to 714. Woo! If that doesn't get you excited, I don't know what will. Uh, with, with you, I mean, look at this guy
8: over here. He's well, balling we'll our best. To making to money, Norm. We're making going. money. <laughs> we?
4: We? Yeah.
8: Well, uh,
4: hey, right. I got a mouse in my pocket. Hey, <laughs> our, uh, our dryer blew up last night. That's oh, another appliance for you. Yes, it is. What's another, going on? Another another eight hundred clams. Merry is it under Christmas. warranty? It expired two years ago. Oh,
5: Dough.
4: electric dryer. It's like a Judas Priest album. Electric dryer. Usually, when the dryer,
5: dryer goes, you. then the washer.
4: can Ro- you wash it, it tapped out two years ago. <laughs> yeah, don't ever buy Ropers. You'd be better off watching Three's Company and The Ropers. Helen and uh, what's it, Stanley? Well, let's start here about in the that.
8: NFL. No, no, it's good. Uh, the Giants. Daniel Jones signed him to a big deal this offseason. Four years, $160 million, And when they did that, they thought they were entering a new competitive window. Of course, last year, a surprising run to the playoffs. He had a new head coach. So why wouldn't you think you were turning the page? But now Jones is injured. Even when he was out there, they weren't playing that well. And All of a sudden, they're right back at the bottom of the league. They're in contention for a top-three pick, a highly coveted top-three pick at that. Uh, Vinny Byers sell. The Giants should be looking at drafting a quarterback in the first round despite giving Jones the big deal. Oh, you
5: got to buy it. Buy it big time. I mean, absolutely buy it. You know, I mean, they tried to sign Barkley to a long-term deal, and he he wouldn't take what they were offering, so then they went to Jones. I guarantee you they wish they would have done Barkley.
8: Well, a lot of people were surprised to see the Cubs abruptly move on from David Ross and bring in Craig Counsell. Even Ross himself was a bit shocked when he spoke uh, with the media afterwards, uh, even admitted that he was a little bit angry when he heard the news. But he's since taken the high road, praised his former organization for giving him an opportunity the last four years. In that time, the Cubs did have a losing record, but it's a bit of a soft rebuild going on there for a couple years. And... Now they're kind of coming out of it here. But buy or sell, Bob, Ross has shown enough to be coveted by another team in need of a manager.
4: Coveted? I'll soft buy. I think he'll be a skipper again Mm -hmm. at some point in time. But, you know, the Cubs thought they could, to borrow a Chip Patterson phrase, level up with Craig Council. They have a couple gold glove winners this year, a bunch of young studs. Uh, Chicago does. It's a bigger market, bigger profile for Craig Council. So Ross will land on his feet. I don't know how coveted he will be. Just to give you a perspective here, Dolan, Joe Torrey got fired three times before he got the Yankees job. Now he's in the Hall of Fame. And he was a hell of a ball player, too. And, Norm, you know what happens with Ross is, is you know, like he may start bitching
5: or whatever. Then all of a sudden they call Ross's agent and say, listen, does he want his money that he's owed? If he keeps talking, he ain't getting it. Yeah. So then all of a sudden that tune changes because you want to get the money that's still left on your contract. Well,
4: it's feelings are hurt. Obviously. No, no, I'd be pissed, too. Yeah. I was. And no one just thought he was going to be out of a job, but. Well, if no.
5: counsel wasn't available, he's probably still the
4: manager. Crazier things have happened in the world of sports. Firings. You're hired to be fired in professional sports. Vinny, you lived that? Oh, life. I've lived it. Well, let's go back to the NFL here.
8: Last week, the Rams added Carson Wentz to their quarterback room as a little bit of extra depth behind Matt Stafford. But now rumors are surfacing that the Jets were in conversation with uh, Wentz's agent about bringing him in when Rodgers went down earlier this year. But... Uh, those conversations never actually led to a concrete offer. There was never an actual contract on the table. Uh, even after they lost their fourth game in a row the other week, still uh, Wentz's agent was like, hey, he's right here. He's ready for you. They were not interested. Some are saying that it's Sala being way too loyal to Zach Wilson, but this other news with Rodgers, the comeback, he keeps floating it out there. Seems to be gaining more traction, Vinny. Buy or sell. The Jets didn't bring in Wentz because they truly believe Rodgers will make a comeback before the end of the season?
5: Um, I don't think that's the reason, you know, but I'll buy that, that they do think he's coming back. And I think that's the only – that's the thing that's going to save Sala is if Rodgers comes back next year, he's going to want Sala as his head coach. And that's the only way that Salah survives. Otherwise – Rodgers
4: ain't coming back, you know, if they're going to go through a whole new coaching staff. But don't they need, for this year anyway, the motivation for Aaron Rodgers to come back? I to win. Think, yeah. They're but, only a game out or something. Right. But they got Buffalo this week. I mean, they're. in Miami. They yeah, got some they've tough got team. some losses staring them in the face. Oh, no doubt. So No uh, doubt. They need to start stagging some dubs. And boy, how far is Carson Wentz falling?
9: Oh, he's
8: got hey, a I'll, job.
4: I'm out here. <laughs> okay.
8: Mm. Picked last in recess. Don't get wet. Jim uh, Mercy, you know, <laughs> killed him. Yeah, left. I would
5: even fly left him at the altar.
8: We'll close with this one here in college football. LSU, Jaden Daniels. What a game he had on Saturday. It was actually questionable leading up to that game against Florida. Not only did he play, he played at a historic level. 372 yards passing, another 234 yards rushing, all of that adding up to a 52. 35 win for the Tigers. Uh, it's the kind of performance that all of a sudden has him in the con- uh, conversation for a Heisman. Uh, but what about his draft stock? Uh, entering the year, many projections had him as a second-round guy, uh, at, at best, that is. But buy or sell, Bob, by next May, Daniels will be a consensus first-rounder.
4: I'm going to soft buy it, I guess. I don't know enough about his draft status to project whether or not he'll be a first-round pick. Because it's Caleb Williams, it's Drake May. I guess Shador Sanders is probably going back to Colorado for another year. Others have obviously thrown themselves into the mix. It all depends on quarterback needs. Because right now you can say, well, there's only two or three draft-worthy quarterbacks in the first round. And then you get to draft time, and then 17 teams need quarterbacks. And then all of a sudden, quarterbacks start flying off the board. So I will soft buy that. I think his Heisman hopes, as brilliant as he was Saturday, are pretty slim. Because there's a team, and it's yes, it's an individual award, but it's also team-oriented more than anything else. Isn't he like 5'11", or 5'10",
5: to norm something like that? I think he's really small.
8: Uh, let's see here. 6-4. Jaden Daniels.
5: Whoa. I guess that was
8: Samsonite.
4: <laughs> few inches, few inches <laughs> off. Uh, I <it> was way <laughs> off. It's Video Haiti 1057 7 The fan when we come back. Ty Felton. Maryland wide receiver is going to be joining us. He's going to touch down as Maryland beat Nebraska to become bowl eligible. He's having a bust out season here in 2023. Terps trying to finish strong after that four game losing streak. Put a damper on things. NFL lunch coming up at one o'clock. The Bills lose last night and they offense coordinator paid the price. Who are the five worst teams in the National Football League? Feeble five at 115. Then Oriole Hall of Famer Greg Olson joins us at 130. Gunnar Henderson, one rookie of the year last night. Baseball writers, first Oriole to do it since. Coincidentally enough, Greg Olson
0: Different sports, different teams, different opinions. There's one place to talk about them, it, and it's on. 1057 The Fan. Don't go anywhere f***ing else.
4: and 1057 The Fan. Turn it up Tuesday. Cranking it up to 12. Pick a tune. We'll play it. Nolan McGraw is over there patiently waiting for your selection. Plaza for text line. never bad, but the Led Zeppelin, of course. Bob Haiti, Vidi Serato, Terps bowl eligible for the third straight year. Got Michigan coming up noon on Saturday. Maryland trying to get that W in front of the crowd against the undefeated Michigan Wolverines, let's just say they've been in the news for some interesting reasons outside of football, but we're here to talk about what Maryland's doing. He's wide receiver for the Maryland Terrapins. He had a touchdown in Saturday's win against the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Uh, Huskers having a bust out year in 23. He's on the WGK Law guest hotline. Number 10 in your program. Number one in your hearts, everybody. He's Ty Felton. Ty, good afternoon. What's happening? What's going on? How you doing? Doing all right. Appreciate the time. And going back to Saturday, all right, turnovers were plentiful there. I guess it is the holiday season, tie. Everybody trying to make sure everyone's uh taken care of. But you broke that four-game losing streak. You got the touchdown that kind of set the tone early from a relief standpoint for you guys as a team. What was it like walking out of there when they get that win, you guys, the Terps, to end that losing streak?
9: It was definitely a good feeling. Just kind of having the feeling we had the last four weeks and not winning, just kind of getting that feeling back after having five weeks and kind of just kind of having those uh, those games, those close games, those nail body games, just coming out short on the, on, the, on the other end of it. But just having that game we can – where we uh, broke through and ended up fighting through adversity. And again, W is definitely a good feeling to be back on the winning side.
4: A lot of frustration, obviously, during the four-game losing streak. Some games you guys should, air quotes, should have won. What has it been like practice leading into this game against Nebraska? Understanding the goal of getting to a bowl was still very reachable, but you know, just figuring out what has gone wrong here from time to time.
9: Uh, that's one thing I will say. Uh, even though we were – going through it. We had a little slump through that four-game streak. Uh, Practice was still going very well, I would say. Uh, Guys still had energy. Guys weren't breaking apart or anything like that. Uh, guys were still uh, practicing very hard, being very competitive and having a good, positive spirit. So that really helped. So going to Nebraska, uh, we had very good energy and very positive energy. So having that energy throughout practice, no matter uh, the adversity we were going through, that really helped us uh, break through and get that W.
4: After that loss to Penn State at home, was it maybe kind of a relief for you guys to get away from College Park and go somewhere else to play, given the results of against uh, the Penn State Nittany Lions there?
9: I wouldn't say anything like that. It was just a hard game. We just ended up losing there. And we had to shut it down and kind of forget about that. And next day is on to the next game. So I wouldn't say uh, anything like that. But uh, it was just a a game that we had lost and had to get on to the next game. So I'm just happy that we got the W. And then just like that, we'll get on to the next game and forget about the last one.
5: Hey, uh, Ty, how cool was it walking into that sea of red? Because I played down there when I was at Iowa State. And (laughs) it is all red there's 70 some thousand all dressed right. in red
9: yeah i, I would i uh say it's definitely a crazy environment uh, i was just telling somebody um the craziest thing i i, I kind of witnessed kind of being down there was walking through their uh the uh waiting locker room i kind of seen a legacy in uh the foundation they had created Mm -hmm. throughout the program and all the winning records they had. So kind of seeing that and kind of realizing where I was kind of, a surreal moment. You kind of dream of playing in stadiums like that with the tradition and the legacy they have. So being able to get a W out of that stadium was really a blessing. and very excited.
5: All right, Ty, your favorite route to run. Talk me through it.
9: Favorite route to run? Uh, I'll probably say, well, I'm a fast guy, so I like go balls. So, but if I had to give you, like, a special route uh, in high school, my route was a post-corner. Oh, nice. <laughs> in high school, that was, that was my route. Everybody knew around my area, that was one of my routes. So I'll probably say post-corner, my all-time favorite route.
5: <laughs> All right, what do you think of the Michigan Corners? Without giving anything away, what do you just think of them, you know, overall?
9: Uh, they're pretty good. They're pretty good corners. They're really good. Actually, actually uh, played against them last year, last year, having some experience with those guys. They're really good guys. Uh, and the thing about them, they don't really make mistakes. They're really good guys, you could say. They have a, uh, you could say that because uh, they haven't lost a game all year. But uh, we're going to go in there. We're going to compete really hard with those guys.
4: Maryland wide receiver Ty Felton joining us. Five touchdowns as we talk about the Terps. Hero video at Haiti, 105. Some of the fan last year we heard about the Rack Jarrett's and, of course, the Copelands and, and the Dante Demises and maybe a Ty Felton got lost in the shuffle. What did you have expectation-wise for yourself personally once they all left for next levels, and now is an opportunity for you to make some plays yourself?
9: Oh, I, did, I always believed in myself. I, my confidence has always been high, so... Just kind of having to wait my turn and kind of when those guys left, just kind of uh, preparing myself for the moment and just playing up to the, the capabilities and level I know I can play up to. So just having the coaches and the and the players around me believing in me uh, and keep pushing me and keep helping me every day really helps.
5: Hey, Ty, how would you compare, like, Michigan's defense compared to Ohio State's? Because you guys played them extremely well, at least for, like, three quarters. I mean, you were ahead of them and making yards and moving the ball. So how would you compare those two defenses?
9: Uh, they're, they're really good defenses, as you can see. Uh, they're pretty they're pretty big, pretty fast guys, but uh, they're two totally different teams, as you can see. We're going to watch them and get film on them today, but they're really good defenses, and they have a tradition and legacy of being good defenses. So, like I said before, uh, we're just going to watch them and kind of compete with those guys and get ready for the game on Saturday and compete with those guys as hard as possible.
4: What's the mood in the locker room right now with the team with two games left in the regular season? You know you're going bowling, but you still want to level up there, I guess, Ty, in regards to what bowl game you're heading to possibly.
9: Right. Uh, I would say the mood has kind of changed because the mood has been uh, the kind of the, what the mood has been since the first week of the season. Uh, with however many games we have, whether it's five games, two games, three games, we're going bowling. So just to try to get a win without however many games we have left. So the goal is just to get a win out of this week practice as hard as possible, and then try to come out with a W.
4: Ty Felton, Raven, or excuse me, maybe a Ravens wide receiver <laughs> down the road. Maryland wide receiver. Terps take it on Michigan coming up Saturday at noon. A game you can hear on 105.7 of The Fed. Ty, congratulations on your success this season. Season's not done. Certainly being bowl eligible for the third straight year, and good luck against the Wolverines on Saturday.
9: Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. All right, thanks,
4: Ty. Ty Felton, everybody. It's Vinny and Haiti, 105.7 The Fan. We'll come back, reset the program for you. got NFL lunch coming up at 1 o'clock. Vinny's Feeble 5. Who are the five worst teams in the National Football League? We're 10 weeks in. I guess Carolina's going to be in there somewhere. I'm guessing. Work, Work sucks. sucks. They don't. Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. Haiti one zero five seven the band here on this Turn It Up Tuesday. Pick a song, we'll play it loud. Send that request, for text line. Nolan McGraw is over there waiting for you. 410-583-1057 is the number. That's how you join us. As well, Gunnar Henderson last night, named unanimously as the American League Rookie of the Year. First Oriole to do it since Greg Olson. Back in 1989, seventh Oriole overall to win the award. Greg Olson. Joining us at 1.30, talk about that. There is a family connection, the Olsons and the Hendersons and the Otter. We'll explain that. Got NFL lunch coming up here at 1 o'clock. And then the feeble five, the five worst teams in the National Football League. I wouldn't say the Bills are one of the five worst teams. They're probably one of the three most disappointing teams yeah. sitting here at 5-5 five and five through 10 games and losing again last night. 24-22 with a bunch of turnovers, dooming them when it was all said and done. But paying the price for that was Ken Dorsey, offense coordinator. Bills, he's out. Joe Brady's in. What are they looking to change? I think turnover, they can't run the ball. Even though Cook had over 100 last night, but that's that's an aberration. Yep, Not necessarily a normal thing. And I like Gabe Davis, but he's a little inconsistent. He had the ball bounce off the hands last night. That led to a pick. They, there's just, uh, we've been talking about it, Vinny, all year long with the Bills. We get Vic Carucci on, who's based in Buffalo. There's just something about that team that's not connecting together right now. I think they, they miss Brian Dayball,
5: you know? And, and and the problem, you know, with Dorsey is he's not Brian Dayball and he's not having the success that they had with Brian Dayball. So they want to change. I mean, Bob, why Penn State fire their coordinator now? You know, I mean, they did the same thing at Ohio State. You know, people need a change. They they want to see if they can get jump started because you're sitting five and five. You can still win out. I mean, the one year, Bob, when I was at the Redskins, I think we were five and six and then we won out, you know, and then and then went to the playoffs. So it's still, they just need to go on a run and they need to find a way to get some momentum and they don't have any right now, you know, and maybe bringing in Brady and he can change things up and, you know, get uh, Josh Allen. The the whole key is is to get Josh Allen to quit turning the ball
4: over. 11 picks, fumbles. I mean, he's doing all sorts of bad things with the football. But, and I don't know the inner workings of the Buffalo team. Me either. But is this a situation where the coach gets fired, where the players are complaining? Like, Stephon Diggs has made it clear. He's got no problem voicing his displeasure with things, and I'm not saying he's the guy that had anything (laughs) to do with Ken Dorsey getting whack-attacked, but is this a culmination of players complaining? The head coach is like, we just need to shake it up. I mean, why all of a sudden now does Ken Dorsey become the scapegoat for a Buffalo team that would have won if they wouldn't have 12 guys on the field at the end of the game on a missed field goal? I'm guessing ownership's not, you know, like when I was
5: at the Redskins, Bob, and they fired Mike, Noel or brought in somebody. That was all Dan Snyder doing that. So, um, you know, I guess it's probably similar, Bob. I mean, Bob, look what it did for the Ravens when either, I don't know if it was Harbs or we heard it was Bashadi that fired Cam Cameron. Then they went on that run, you know, I mean, they're just looking for something to get them going. You know, and I'm guessing that's because, I mean, the Ravens end up winning. Was that the year they won the Super Bowl? Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, that's they're looking for a jump start, something to get them going, because right now, you know, things aren't working offensively. So it doesn't hurt to do that.
4: Vinny and Haiti, 105, five of the fan got a funhouse trip coming up in a matter of minutes because we didn't get to it last hour. But let's go to Timonium, bring in Cool C. Cool C, what's up?
2: Yeah, Vinny, no question. Lamar, I'm the biggest Lamar fan there is out here. Love the guy. I got his I wear his jersey, but he's gotta get better on that deep ball. I gotta yep. put a little more air under it. Yep. And and drop it in there a little better. But get, let's go the other route too. Mitchell dropped a touchdown pass on him Sunday. That ball was right in the breadbasket. Uh he had a defender on him, mm-hmm. but it went right through his arms. That's seven points off the board. Yeah. Mitchell even said. I mean, I look, watching
5: Mitchell's body language, it it looked like he felt like he should have caught it.
2: Oh, right suiting arms. You saw it. Yeah. So, Lamar's had six touchdown passes dropped this year. Just drops. So it goes both ways. But, you know, Lamar against the Bengals, you know what his record is? No. Seven and two versus mm-hmm. Cincinnati. Seven and two. He's three and one versus Burrow head to head. Burrow's one and three against Lamar. So we got to
5: look at, you know, everybody wants to call in and look at the downside. Uh, the guy. <laughs> He does a lot of good things. Oh, Lamar does he, L- Lamar does a lot of tremendous things. The only thing I was saying about this last game was uh, you know, instead of making the good player the right play, he was trying to make the great play.
2: No question, himself. And they got to just keep I agree. They got to just keep running that football when they're in scoring position. We cannot take ourselves out of field goal range. When you're in when you're in the around the 30, that's three points in your pocket. And I see us going backwards many times. He took two sacks in yep. the second half last yep. year on the thirty-eight last week on the thirty-eight yard line. No they doubt, take points off the board. So, man, I'm looking forward to Thursday. I hope we can rebound. I think we can. It's going to be a going to be a war, a war of attrition. And I, I hope we don't have the fourth quarter meltdown because they're going to be tired. There's no question. Of course, it's nice to be like like uh, you know Bob says, it's good to be the home team when
5: you're playing Thursday night. The only thing that like for a Thank Thursday, you. Bob like. For Van Noy and Clowney, two older guys that played a ton last week. And then you got to turn around and Cincinnati don't run the ball, you
4: know, and then you got to chase Joe Burrow all over the place. Van Noy looked tired Sunday against Cleveland. Yes, he did. It's 58 up 7 the fan. Let's bring Nolan in. I haven't really talked to him yet. He'll just turn it up Tuesday. Quick draw. How are you doing over there? Doing good. Doing good. Obviously still
8: disappointed about the loss, but I think uh, –
5: 24-hour, Norm. 24-hour rule.
8: You say the players like having a short week after a loss to get back out there. I think the fans, more than anybody, like it. Uh, After a loss like this, nobody wants to sit around and talk about it for five full days. Let's get right back to it, and you talk about how disappointing it was for a day, and now it's all, all right, Ravens versus Bengals. What are the key matchups there? What's exciting?
4: Just... No more of the loss. Get it out of here. And look, and they're feeling the sting, too, Cincinnati. I mean, they lost at home to Houston, just like Baltimore. They were riding a four-game winning streak. Burrow was back, and they were the scary team. But they're banged up now, too. So on top of losing at home when Burrow had a couple of crucial turnovers, they're hurt, and they're missing one of their premier weapons on offense, and T. Higgins. Uh, and and their premier pass right. rusher with nine and a half sacks—a guy who's been in pain in Baltimore's rear end for the last couple no years. No doubt, Trey Hendrickson.
5: Yeah, just because the way that he he plays, he plays like Watt and all those guys, you know. So, yeah, it's uh, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see like the starters for both sides. Because both teams are going to lie about it right now.
4: Fifty-eight eighty-one zero five seven. of the Fed. All right, Nolan, we had to blow you off last hour. It was nothing personal, just business, as Tom Hagan <laughs> said to Sonny Corleone before Sonny got shot up a thousand times at the causeway. Spoiler alert. Let's go to that funhouse. Quick Draws, Funhouse. all
1: the way the rudeness tuneness text reader who's oh, the fastest gun alive this side of the
7: chesapeake
2: sponsored by the smile design center changing the way you feel about dentistry one smile at a time for information or to schedule an appointment for care give them a call today 443-348-8812
0: i like that quick straw
5: 1057 the fan
8: we'll start with a response to Vinny's dirty dozen a texter says how do the ravens go from number two all the way way to number seven after one loss i was expecting maybe somewhere around the four or five range uh the game was two bad plays away from being another blowout win for the ravens
5: yeah i i thought physically the o-line and d-line but i mean when you look at it detroit they won at the chargers on the road that's a big win for them sam fran you know, I mean, they were up top all along, and then they dropped down because they lost three in a row. But then they go to Jacksonville, you know, a team that's 6-2, and, and and annihilate them. And then Dallas Dallas has been on a roll, and then Cleveland beat the Ravens. So, I, you know, filling it at number seven, thought it was fair.
8: Uh, this one here, short and sweet, Texter says this Ravens team is not a Super Bowl contender right now. Good enough to make the playoffs for sure, but just way too many flaws to get to
5: that next level. All you got to do is get hot. You know, you just got to be hot down that stretch. Um, so, no. There, I, who who
4: is, who is that perfect team? There isn't one. I was just going to ask that question, and I'm not trying to be Homer Bob yeah. or Bob Homer. But... Uh, RK Kansas City, you give them their props because they won two Super Bowls in the last four years. But who are the true contenders? I mean, Buffalo sucks. Miami hadn't beaten a winning team yet. Yeah, I mean Jacksonville just got trounced at home by San Francisco. Yeah, outside the of yeah, outside Detroit, outside mm-hmm. of the Chiefs, who who are the true contenders in the AFC? Based on what the texter was saying. Now.
8: Got another one here from Matt, who says, "I think all the talk of McDonald for head coaching jobs should now subside." Oh boy! Correct me <laughs> if I'm wrong, but isn't he the D coordinator the past two seasons when the defense has blown all of these massive
5: leads? Oh yeah, he, he uh, yeah. It's funny. Last week it was he was uh, he was uh, the morning show had him replacing Harbaugh.
4: Yeah. Uh, um, which one? <laughs> <laughs>
5: You know, uh,
4: I, I mean, oh, my God. What a, what a different seven days, man. Oh, yes. This wild, wacky stuff. Over here. And one more here. text. They go says, shut out the uh,
5: Bengals, and then he's the hero. Right, and you
4: see Wink got called out by one of the Giants yeah. guys. Yeah. Said a lack of commu- communication issues or whatever. Fun times. Never and, the players uh, fault. I got a text
8: here that says this
4: team, the Ravens,
8: turns conservative with every lead they have in the second half. The defense is playing not to lose, and Lamar's frantic play lets the other team back into the game
5: through turnovers. See, I, I think it was um, defensively. Well, I, I think the biggest thing is is the Ravens are usually the team that's making the plays, you know, the big plays, down the stretch, making, you know, and this time Cleveland was. Cleveland was. I mean, you know. I I just thought that Cleveland outplayed him in the second half and made more plays. I mean, Watson was 14 of 14. Where's the dis- In the first half, he was 6 out of 20, and they were disrupting the crap out of him. And Then all of a sudden, they let him get in a rhythm and get 14 for 14, and they forgot how to cover the middle of the field.
8: Well, before we get to the top of the hour here, we've got some more giveaways to do today. Two more tickets to see Green Day. It's the Savior's Tour. It's happening next summer, July 29th, at Nationals Park, you can go. Tickets are on sale right now, but you don't have to buy them because you could win them right now here on Vinny and Haney. I'm looking for caller number seven,
4: four one zero five eight three one zero five seven for two tickets to see Green Day. Hey, yeah, just say yeah, plan accordingly because you got plenty of time to go to that concert. It's Vinny and Haney one zero five seven. The fan will come back at NFL lunch talking about uh, the Bengals and the Ravens a little bit more. You got Vinny's feeble five. We're ten weeks into the season. Who are the five worst teams in the NFL? You got parity, sure, but you got some really bad teams. Who are they? You'll find out in about 20 minutes or so. And then Greg Olson, your Hall of Famer, talks about Gunnar Henderson winning Rookie of the Year in the American League and the Olson-Henderson family connection.
3: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit
7: HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai.